Welcome to Love Punch, challenging entrepreneurs, artists, and thought leaders to make a lasting impact. I'm your host, Ruby Fremont, and I'm here as a catalyst for you, the new generation of thought leaders. I'm a kick-ass life coach, a bullshit detector, and courageous communicator. I'll show you how to take bold action and create massive impact through a powerful process that I call CPR. Courage, persistence, and resilience to go after what you really fucking want. It's time to unapologetically do what you're here to do and do it your way. So get ready and let's make shit happen. Hey everyone, I'm back with another incredible guest and a dear friend of mine. Joel Brown is the founder of the number one motivation website, addictedtosuccess.com, and he's achieved over 142 million views worldwide over the last seven years. He was offered multiple million dollar offers for his website and turned them all down to continue to grow his company. Joel has a social media following of over 2.5 million across all social media channels, and he travels the world teaching thousands of people how to stand in their vision for success so they can turn their dreams into a reality. Joel is featured in the new hit movie, Think and Grow Rich by Napoleon Hill. Joel is also the host of the Addicted to Success podcast that has achieved more than 2.2 million downloads featuring thought leaders such as Tony Robbins, Deepak Chopra, Les Brown, Jack Canfield, Gabby Bernstein, Gary Vee, and many more may I add, including myself. Joel Brown is skilled in the area of self-development coaching, NLP, and speaking and mindset coaching. He has built multiple six-figure online businesses and is skilled in building massive online communities, monetizing online brands, and networking with the world-class elite, which positions him in a unique place of high demand when it comes to coaching others on what it takes to be in the top 1% online and offline. Joel, that is quite the impressive bio. (laughs) I don't think I need to say anything more. I think you introduced me really well. Thank you so much. So Ruby, I just got to say a huge thank you. I remember you and I were speaking at uh, Epic in San Diego. It was the first time we connected and we've connected many times after that for many reasons, but one Mm -hmm. of them would really have to be that, you know, I think that we see each other, you know, and we see what, what we're up to and, I just really uh, am really proud of the leaps and bounds that you've taken as an individual. And I'm, I feel blessed to be here today with you on this podcast and I cannot wait to uh, step in and really share what I have to offer for your audience. So thank you for giving me this platform. I really appreciate you. Mm, thank you, Joel. I'm just going to take a moment to fully receive that. <laughs> uh, and I really, really appreciate you coming here today to share with our audience what you have to share because I know one of the topics that we had talked about was vision and you are Mm. someone who is so congruent with your own personal journey with your vision. So I'm excited to hear what you have to share on this topic. Yeah, look, vision is a a very interesting uh, topic that we could go into. And the reason being is because I feel like, you know, people hear that word quite often, but Mm -hmm. they don't quite get it. Mm. Right. Like I remember in high school, we talked about goals, setting career goals, and I associated that with schoolwork. And so mm-hmm. I avoided writing anything down for the longest time. Uh, but I was introduced to the vision process eight years ago. I was working for a sales company. Uh, I was sitting in this room and there was a guy there with a Bugari watch, mm-hmm. uh, a nice flashy white button-up shirt. 
I was standing there commanding attention from the front of the room. And this guy was, uh, you know, goes by the name of Jordan Belfort, the Wolf of Wall Street. Mm. And this isn't Leonardo DiCaprio. Mm-hmm. This is the original Wolf of Wall Street. The real right? one. So, <laughs> yeah, 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 exactly. Uh, and, you know, he, he introduced this idea of vision casting. And he asked me, Joel, do you have goals? And at the time, to be honest, I was going through a transition. I left the music industry and I came into sales to just make some money. Uh, but I knew I wanted to be an entrepreneur. I didn't have any hard set goals in and he, I said, no. And he said, great. That's mm-hmm. totally fine because goals are good for short-term achievements, but a vision is great for long-term success. Mm-hmm. And just that in itself really shifted my perspective and put me in a place of fun and excitement and power when it came to writing out my, my dreams for the future. Mm-hmm. And he asked me, what would the ultimate version of you look like 10 years from now? Mm-hmm. How would that feel? What kind of people would you surround yourself with? And in the beginning, it was a little bit tough. I'm going to be honest with you. And it is, even when I teach the process for anyone, it's a little bit uncomfortable writing it out, but I start with dot points, right? So you have dot mm-hmm. points, you write, I call it the skeleton of the vision, which is mm-hmm. just the real core things that you're looking at focusing on 10 years from now. Mm-hmm. Just, just think in a space of, you know, anything is possible. It's limitless, boundless. Uh, and writing from that place. And once I wrote down, I think probably about 10, 12 points, I started getting really excited. Mm-hmm. And I started writing more and more and more. And I remember writing just for my 10-year vision. In just the 10th year, I wrote six pages. Wow. Okay, and everyone's going to be different. So I'm not putting the pressure on anyone here on this podcast today mm-hmm. to have to you know, map the whole thing out in one day. It doesn't mm-hmm. work like that. This is a journey. This is a process. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I just really committed to, to mastery in the field that I'm in. And, and as a matter of fact, I wrote out that, I'd be speaking and traveling the world and uh, running the top self-development website. All these things came into, in, they'll turn into reality, mm-hmm. essentially. Uh, some things turn into reality, uh, not looking exactly like what I put in the vision. And right. I also was uh, gifted a lot of surprises along the way that opened more doors that helped me to get there faster. Yeah. I remember Peter Voog, he's the author of uh, Six Months to Six Figures. Mm-hmm. A few years ago, he asked me, Joel, so where are you right now in your 10-year vision? And I did a quick mental check-in. I said, you know what, Peter, it's interesting. We're six years in, five years in, and I'm already living in my 10th year. Like it was like 90% into my Mm -hmm. 10th year. And that's the power of a vision. It disciplines you. It chooses your friends for you. It teaches you what to say yes to. It teaches you what to say no to. Right. It guides you along the way. And so that process I've been teaching for many years now, I've been split testing different structures and frameworks i've been bringing in elements and taking things out Mm -hmm. and just really focusing on mastering and refining this vision process so it's the ultimate game plan and blueprint for your everyday people to turn them into visionary leaders right but one of the things uh, you mentioned when you were sharing this was that to write down things from a place of like anything is possible and i feel as though that is the number one stumbling block for so many people when it comes to writing your vision, right? The first thing you do is you start to go into the limits and you write from this place of being small. So even that in itself is a major feat to be able to write from that place of like, let me just give myself permission to explore this space of, of limitless possibilities. Yeah, absolutely. And you know why a lot of people struggle with that? It's because they're basing it off their past. Mm. Your past is only good for the lessons and resources you can glean from it. It's not mm. everything right? We've gone there. It's done. It's, they're, they're the artifacts in our mind. But really, I would, I would ask this question. What would you love to create? Mm-hmm. Which is more important than what did I do and what 
what happened in the past or why can't I like never ask yourself, Oh, why is this happening? Why is it happening like this? Never ask, mm -hmm. what can I do about it? What can I create? Mm -hmm. right? So just shifting the way that you speak because your words become worlds. Mm. What you speak can come into existence if you say it enough. Right. Mm. I love what so, you shared. Your words become worlds. Yeah. That's yeah. Powerful. Yeah. Yeah. So, so yeah, a big part of it is really just like, what can I create now with this blank canvas? So many people are living in destruction or stagnation instead of stepping into creation. Mm. Mm. So for these people who are, I mean, I'm sure I'm positive. We're going to have listeners that are listening and saying like, well, I don't even know what I want to create because they've never really allowed themselves to dive into that space, right? They've always lived from that space of like what I have done in the past or what I have experienced in the past. So they haven't even played in this space before. So how does one even start to get into this mindset of like, wait, I can speak. I can create anything I fucking want to create. <laughs> like how does someone step into that? That's a great question. A lot of it starts with spilling the, the I, I, there's always like surface crap that's on the top of your mind, mm -hmm. right? If I put it in that way, I don't know how else I can explain it, but, <laughs> but there's like things that float around on the surface and they, they, most of the time they're not really important or they're not really useful. Mm -hmm. So a lot of it is like, that's why the, the writing down process is so important. Putting pen to pad, having a mind body connection, like really putting it out on the paper and sifting through the stuff, the ideas, and getting it out till it becomes a solid thing. Mm -hmm. uh, and so I think a lot of people will just, by default, uh, fall into this negative space of like, oh, well, I can't do it, or I don't know. That's because there's uncertainty. The way to create certainty is to have a strategy, to map it out. And we never 110% have certainty. Mm -hmm. I'm not expecting that from anyone. Mm -hmm. But what I do love to do is like go, here's where you are, here's where you want to be or will be, you just tell me you desire it this much, you will be there, right? Mm -hmm. How do we close the gap? Mm. How do we bring that in a bit, right? And the way to do that is to really map it out, to get right. a strategy down. When you get clear on it, this is the thing. A lot of people talk about the law of attraction mm -hmm. and I get it. And yes, we need to match frequency to receive and achieve these things. But a lot of what is really effective in this space is the law of intention. Mm. Set it and get it, right? Like write it out and go for it. I know you, Ruby, you're mm -hmm. very... You can be very practical. It's great. You, you do this awesome dance where you have your spiritual thing going on, but you're very practical. You're an action mm -hmm. taker, no excuses. And that's why you do so well in what you do. Thank you. Right? So it's not all up in the air. You grab it and bring it down to earth and go, let's like use this. Right. Right. Uh, and yeah. so that's, that's the key there. And uh, I have, a, I have a number of questions that were asked to me. Jordan Belfort asked me three questions and then I always throw in the fourth one. Mm. He asked me, what are you good at? Okay. Mm -hmm. What are you good at? That's a, and the reason why, and I'll break it down so, you, so your audience can understand. Mm -hmm. When you're good at something, you get feedback, right? right. So you get feedback that what you're doing is, is uh, moving the needle, okay? So this is about progression. When we progress, we're happy, we're fulfilled in that process, right? Mm -hmm. Ultimately, we're chasing fulfillment in life. Mm -hmm. If you want the ultimate fulfillment, live in your values as often as possible. Right. Be aligned with what inspires you most. Be in spirit. That's where the word inspiration comes from, right? Mm -hmm. So align yourself with your values. What are you good at, right? What do you love? Same thing, values, right? What mm -hmm. you're good at will show up when you're doing what you love. Mm -hmm. Over and over and over and over again, consistency. But don't fool yourself. Don't live in a fantasy because it can slowly turn into a nightmare if you keep thinking that just because you love it, you're going to be great at it. You have to put in the work. There mm -hmm. has to be consistency and you have to, set the intention when you step into this space to say, I'm willing to commit to mastery mm -hmm. to really achieve. 
Mm-hmm. Right? So many people don't commit to mastery. What they do is they dabble. I'll do a little bit of this, do a little bit of that, a little bit of that. And then, you know, five years, 10 years down the line, they're basically one year, two years into building a business, five or yeah. 10 years down the line. Mm-hmm. Right? So, I, I mean, look, I'm eight years into my business. I haven't even hit my mastery point yet either. I'm only just getting started. This is a warm up mm-hmm. season right now. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, you got what are you good at? Right? What do you love is the second mm-hmm. one. What are you most passionate about? Right? And then what solution will you bring to the world? Mm-hmm. Okay. So the reason why this is so important is we have to do things that give our life meaning. We've yeah. got to be part of the bigger going on in life, the bigger goings on, because it gives our life meaning. It, mm-hmm. it shows us that what we're doing actually matters. Mm-hmm. Okay? And that's the thing that people are seeking so much of nowadays. Meaning. So much because they're trying everything else and then they're, they're coming up short. Mm-hmm. And you know, the, the significance, the validation, the fancy Instagram pics, and they're, they're great. But on top of that, what are you bringing to the world that's creating impact mm-hmm. in a positive way? Like how are you of service, right? Show me your heart. Yeah. I want to see your likes. Show me your heart. Right. <laughs> <laughs> right. Yeah. So there's what are you good at? What do you love? And what solution we bring to the world? And then the fourth one I throw in now is how am I going to make money from this? Mm. And this is like the elephant in the room. Some people are like, mm-hmm. oh, money, the money conversation. Yeah. People no, avoid you need it. to make money. It's the plague, right? Because they avoid they feel it like, like the plague. They, they feel like, oh, if I'm doing something good or if I'm serving mm-hmm. people or doing, doing, you know, creating a positive influence on our planet, then, oh, I can't talk about the money. It doesn't make yeah. any fucking sense. When you value yourself, you put a value on it and you, you charge. Mm-hmm. You have to. You absolutely have to. Uh, I don't know any business that's successful that hasn't, um, hasn't got a, a system in place that uh, allows for it to reinvest back in itself. Mm-hmm. Nothing turns over till money comes into the hand. Yeah. Nothing does. It has to come in. Even with charities. Even with these right. businesses that seem so selfless in that sense of you right. want to use that word. They still need money coming in. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's all energy. It's what keeps everything going, right? Absolutely. If you are here with a big ass mission that you want to bring forth, but you don't have the means to do it, yeah. then what are you doing? You know, the, the more money you make, the more impact becomes possible because you now have expanded the means to create the impact. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, we could go so deep with this. We can jump into money. <laughs> we can jump into time, the value of you. There's so much here. Uh, but yes, you're right. Absolutely right. Yeah. So those four questions for our listeners, that's a really fantastic starting point for you guys to, to really start honing in on your vision. Mm. Right. And I love question number four, because I can already feel the energy of people listening being like, Ooh, I don't want to talk about the money. Mm. Um, but also like in this space to our listeners where you're at right now, like question, have you even taken into consideration these things in building your vision. Um, I found that through my work with, you know, clients and meeting other people in this industry, so many people are carrying like other people's visions. You know, they haven't really taken the time yeah. to, to figure out or hone in on what is their vision. What is the thing that they are here to do? Mm. Have you run into that? I run into it all the time. Mm. Not personally, not myself. Right. Uh, right, but not I, run into, <laughs> I run into clients that are struggling with this. I call it chasing unicorns, right? Mm-hmm. You're mm-hmm. Chasing somebody else's definition of success. It's not for you, right? You get yeah. there, you realize that seat was not for you, it's for someone else. Mm-hmm. There, there's two things that, that is troubling about that. That's a bit of a worry for me when I hear this, is that you can actually 
adopt somebody else's definition of success, somebody else's definition of success. And what happens is you could actually hit it and achieve it, but, but you get to the top, you achieve it and you go do a little celebration and you realize like, Oh shit, but what's next? Mm-hmm. What do I do now? Right. Cause you were chasing somebody else's. You weren't creating enough within your own realm to excite yourself because you were always looking for that external to inspire you, mm-hmm. which is faulty. And then the second thing that could happen is you get there and it's great and everything's all good. But then now you have to cast another vision that shadows the last. Mm-hmm. And if you haven't been in the practice of casting a vision that's effective, you're having to start your own game all over again. Mm-hmm. Right. So it's really important to have your own unique thing. It's funny, like the more that I stay in my own lane when I write out everything in my vision, the more I realize that it's so unique to me that I really don't care what everybody else is doing. Mm. I care about people, mm-hmm. but I don't care about what they're doing because I know ultimately it, it serves in no way uh, for me to fulfill my vision. My vision right. is on me. Yeah. And that's a responsibility thing that so many people are like running away from. They spend more time in reward than responsibility. And then when, when you know, they get to a point where like, shit, man, life isn't working for me. This isn't happening. It's like, yeah, because you were just like in reward all the time. Mm-hmm. If you took, if you jumped in and out, because I'm a mm-hmm. fan of jumping in and out. I think it's great responsibility, smash it, get in the zone, focus, jump into reward, celebrate. We need mm-hmm. to do that. We need balance. But those that just stay in reward all the time, it becomes a hell of a lot harder when they have to be responsible because the world comes collapsing on them with all these responsibilities and they haven't been used to handling that. So everything seems so darker and, and heavier mm-hmm. uh, if they haven't been in responsibility. So I mm. would say make sure you have a list each day that is what am I responsible for and what am I uh, jumping into today that I'm going to reward myself with? Mm-hmm. And I've got to a point where I like mentally have that in my mind and I have, you know, goals and things written down on the board and uh, Ben, Ben Kelly and Emil Steenvelder out here, we stay in this amazing villa out here in Bali and we really, you know, push each other to, to stick to our goals and, uh, you know, we have a lot of fun while we're at it. We've set up an environment where we have a nice 20 meter, 25 meter pool We've got a basketball ring. We've got a floaty mm-hmm. for the pool. We've got a pool table. And we, we create a space where it's creative, fun, and inspiring. Mm-hmm. So we can get our work done. We, we can also enjoy it too. Yeah. So your environment has a 40% effect on your mental state. Yeah. Which is and crazy because I always used to say mind over matter, mind over matter. But right. I absolutely believe now that it's, it's true. Yeah, you it's make your sure environment. You're in the right you have to stay on top of it. It's everything is energy. Everything has an impact on us. It's not just the people that we hang out with. It's the space that we've created for ourselves. Like, do you have an expansive enough space to create this expansive vision? Or are you yeah. just restricting yourself and constricting yourself? You know, and it, I've just recently experienced that because we just recently moved into a much larger home and it's been incredible just to feel the expansion that is coming from this. But it's so much of this, it, again, this is part of personal responsibility too, is being responsible for your space. And I just wrote a post about this today and it's about how many people in this, this industry are actually bypassing their personal responsibility, I, you know, it being them right? They want to position themselves as an expert, as a leader, as, you know, the top coach or the top, whatever it is, but they're not doing what they need to do to integrate and to implement and to do the fucking work themselves so that they are now congruent with the message that they're sharing or what they're teaching. I mean, it's our divine responsibility as teachers and leaders to show up in our greatest capacity for those that we are serving. 
Yes, yes, yes. You're so right. Spiritual bypass needs to stop. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I think, I don't know if it was you, but I think when, yeah. maybe when we went for dinner, you were talking about spiritual bypass. It's funny because I had a, a, an experience yesterday with mm-hmm. someone uh, that was like, oh, you know, if it's meant to be, it's meant to be. And I, I talked about something that we were um, getting them to commit to. Mm-hmm. Uh, to make happen by a certain date. Oh, if it's, uh, yeah, well, see if it's meant to be. And I'm like, no, nah, <laughs> it doesn't work like that. It's set it and get it. Like it's, right. nah, it's not going to work. And it frustrated me so much because I yeah. know that like, I think it triggered something in me because like I definitely was in that situation many, many years ago going, mm-hmm. oh, we'll just let it happen. Look, you need a little bit of faith. You need to sprinkle faith on your business. You need to sprinkle faith on your, you know, your life and your relationship but don't spiritually bypass the things that definitely need you to, to um, step up and take action in, right? Like mm-hmm. you need to make sure you map it out and there needs to be intention. And so right. the vision allows you to do that. You can't run from this thing and use spiritual bypass when you have a vision that you mapped out in front of you. Right. But it's the way in which you're describing the vision, right? Like this exactly. is, most people are like, oh yeah, I created this vision board and yeah, I've got it on my wall. It's like, okay, cool. And what are you doing about it? And, and what I mean by that is like, what are you doing every single day? What do you, who are you being every single day? Are you in congruency with what you've placed on this vision board? Do you yeah. understand the gap between where you're at and where you want to be? And do you know what you need to do to fill that gap? Yes, yes, yes. And going back to values, when, you value, when you align with your values, it, they're like your torch that's lit from within. Mm-hmm. Right? You don't look for external motivation. You don't make excuses. You just, you're living in this congruent space all the time. And I mean, just imagine like lining, there's like this energy that's trying to flow through and you've got one pipe there. If you line three of them up, it's going to be even more powerful, right? Mm-hmm. Become a conduit for massive power and massive success. And so right. that's what your values do. So, you know, yeah. no more excuses, align yourself with your values and step in. Right. And do the fucking work. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> we have to keep putting an emphasis on that, right? Yeah. Because there's do. so many people that don't. And it's crazy <laughs> to me that we have to continue to put the emphasis on this because there's so many people bypassing this work. And I think that this personal development space has been glamorized so much. Oh, yeah. Preach. You're, you're, Preach. <laughs> that, People just want to step into it and be Insta-famous and uh-huh. preach like motivational talk with their pretty pictures. And it's like, where's the fucking depth and where's the real change that you're influencing or impacting? And has it even started within you? Like, mm. are you doing what it is that you're telling other people to do? Are you showing up in a way that you are preaching other people to show up? Like, mm. It, it's the integrity and the congruency that is lacking that once yeah. you start to fully own and represent from that place, yeah. that's when I feel the, the pieces start to connect and your message becomes louder and clearer and the impact is felt. Mm, I, I mean, that leads into a really important part of, of even stepping into your vision. It's not about what you have, it's who you become in the process. Mm-hmm. Right? That's the ultimate thing. That's the, that's the gift I've been given through the journey I've taken within the vision is that if someone took everything away from me, if they took addicted to success away, my accolades and everything else, question is how quickly can I get back to the top? Mm-hmm. I'd be able to do it a lot faster than I did when I first started out because it was who I've become, right? I have resources within me and around me I can tap into. Right. I know how to do that. And that's because I've practiced resourcefulness for many years now. Mm-hmm. Right? But 
you know, to look at like this, this whole significance thing that you're talking about, there's no point in, in getting all these likes if you don't like yourself. Mm-hmm. You don't need to like who you're becoming. You need to like the process. You need to like your friends around you. Like, mm-hmm. <laughs> I'm just all about creation, Ruby. It's, it's creation. Like, what can we create? Mm-hmm. What friendships can I create? Relationships can I create? What, what exciting things can we introduce into the business? Mm-hmm. I don't think I've used the word I'm bored in a good 10 years now, mm-hmm. a decade. Well, it's because you yeah. refuse to let yourself get to that place. Oh, yeah, it's a terrible place. <laughs> Why would anyone want to be in that place? Terrible. I don't know anybody that's happy that's stagnant. Mm-hmm. The key is progress. Mm-hmm. You look at nature, everything grows, right? It reaches up, it reaches out. It's right. progressing. Yeah. We need to do the same. Everything is always evolving in our world. Everything changes. The chemistry of the air, the water, everything is constantly in momentum. And so when we stop, Mm -hmm. we are stunting what is naturally our like God-given way of being, of living on this planet. Yes. And this is why people experience stagnancy and then the depression and all the other things that kick in with it. And then they sit there on their asses wondering why. And it's like, (laughs) well, it's because... You're not fucking doing anything about it. Mm-hmm. Yep. Ownership. Stop bypassing. That's a big one. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. Cool. Well, we are nearing towards the end. So what is something that you really, really want people to walk away from this podcast knowing? Hmm. I don't know if knowing is is as important as doing, Mm. right? So we can like, you know, I can listen to all the podcasts in the world. I have a podcast myself, you know, Mm -hmm. it's great. Like awesome. It's really fucking awesome. Go subscribe. (laughs) (laughs) Just a shameless plug in there. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) But, but the doing is so important, right? The action. Um, So I would challenge your listeners Mm-hmm. Right now, if you're listening right now, I challenge you to, and it's so great that we can make this an actionable episode, mm-hmm. write those four questions down. What are you good at? What do you love? And what solution will you bring to the world? And then once you write that out, cause that's the really important stuff on top of that, how will you make money from this? Mm-hmm. Okay. Write that down. And then when you've got clear on that, they're going to be your real, they're going to be your super core things that you're going to implement into your vision process. Answer those questions first. What would the ultimate version of you look like 10 years from now? When you start writing out your vision, your skeleton, and I say skeleton because we're building a body of the vision. You have the skeleton, which is your dot points, the meat, which is the adding in the details of what's, what, what is it going to feel like? What's it going to look like? Like start getting more descriptive with it, setting some dates, right? When you're going to hit this, what month, 10 years from now, are you going to make this happen? Mm-hmm. What kind of people are you going to surround yourself with? And then on top of that, as you expand even more, you take a break from it, come back to it and add more detail in, you now create the skin of your vision. So you've got your skeleton, meat and skin. And so that becomes a body and the skin is a super fine detail. It's going right down to what kind of uh, skills would you wish to acquire? Uh, what kind of beliefs would you have to believe about yourself if you were playing at the highest level 10 years from now? Mm-hmm. What kind of habits would you have to have in place? And what are your values? What kind of values would you have to align yourself with? We have our own like core values. And then there are mm-hmm. also values where, uh, you know, if you want to get from A to D mm-hmm. or A to Z, there are certain values you need to step into as mm-hmm. well and start owning to be able to move to that space. Definitely. I, I'm always looking at like opportunities now with wide eyes and ears open because I know what my vision is calling me to do. Mm -hmm. Right. I can see it. It's like unfolded in front of my eyes. And I liken Mm -hmm. this to, I'm going to paint a little analogy for you. 
here so you can understand it a mm-hmm. little bit better and why the vision process is so important. Imagine a lava pit in front of you, right? We've got mm-hmm. like 10 meters by 10 meter lava pit and you have yeah. one big stepping stone that's two meters away. Sorry, I'm speaking in Aussie right here, talking meters instead of feet. <laughs> I'm Canadian, so I, can't I get quite it. Break. Oh, you're Canadian, so that's good. So <laughs> two meters away, you've got a stepping stone and then another two meters away from that, you've got another big stepping stone. Imagine that's, they're the only stepping stones you have. You're probably going to be quietly crapping yourself standing on the edge of that lava pit because you're not sure if you're going to be able to jump across and get mm-hmm. to the other side. There's a high chance you're going to fall in. So that's what it's like when we're just kind of guessing in our own mind of what we think we need to do to get mm-hmm. to where we need to be 10 years from now. Now just imagine you're, you're mapping out your 10-year vision and you're filling in all these details. You've got the meat in there, the skin, you're writing down the beliefs you'd have to hold, the habits you'd have to have in place, skills you'd have to hire or acquire to make happen. Mm-hmm. Now what you're doing is you're filling in even more detail. Your mind is a GGS. It's a goal-getting system, right? Mm-hmm. You map out the intention and it starts hard-locking on the target. And you start noticing things, you become more aware and observant, right? We're mm-hmm. just poor observers. That's our problem most of the right. time. So now we start observing and noticing what needs to be stepped into. So just imagine now you've got this lava pit in front of you and there's all these little stepping stones all over the place. Mm-hmm. You're not going to be as nervous, are you? You're going to step across, step across, step across till you get to the other side. Right. And that's because you've increased your certainty. And as you remove doubt, you increase faith. Mm. And that can be translated into so many areas of your life. But if we're just talking vision now, remove doubt, increase faith. Mm. Okay, that's the key here. And the way you remove doubt is you get even more clear. You create clarity in your life. You start setting intentions. The moment I mapped out my 10-year vision, I made a commitment that day. I got up and Jordan asked me to share it, declare it in front of the room. Mm-hmm. And I did. And it was such a powerful experience. The first, I was kind of shaking a little bit and reading it out. Uh, the first you know, couple of paragraphs. But then I started getting this pep in my step and I started getting jazzed up and I was reading it with excitement. And it did something within me. I felt it on a cellular level. It wasn't just words on a paper. I could actually imagine myself living in it. And I was writing it in present tense. I am standing here in you know, Bali, Indonesia, and I have da, 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 you know, like all these things I mapped out. And so it's, it's really important to feel it on that level uh, if you really desire to step into that you know, mm-hmm. vision. Mm-hmm. Mm, I love that so, you tie it into the feeling because that, that I think uh, is one of the biggest missing components to absolutely. vision creation. Absolutely. And you know what a vision is like? It's like, imagine you walking into a room. I like using analogies. I think it mm-hmm. helps us to understand it even more. It's like walking into a room with your light on, on your iPhone. If you've got an iPhone mm-hmm. or Android, whatever, your torch, right? Because I know most people don't walk around with a torch mm-hmm. anymore. They have a <laughs> Your torch in your room, and it's dark, right? You can only see so much in front of you. Mm-hmm. the vision is like turning the light switch on. Mm. That's what it's like. Right. Right. So I remember t- uh, eight years ago when I mapped out my 10 year vision, the first thing I realized when I mapped it out is I realized that if I wanted to build, and it's funny cause I wrote down, I wanted to build a website that has 10 million views mm-hmm. in 10 years. We've reached 143 million views mm-hmm. in eight years. Right. right. So we like 14 X that. Mm-hmm. And the reason being is because, when I mapped out my vision, I realized that if I wanted to move at a faster pace, there was a big thing. I call it a major swing. You've got to do this major swing like a big hit within the first 30 days. Mm. So if you're listening right now, you have to place a big bet. There's something mm. that's going to show up when you write out this 10-year vision. You know you have to do. Mm-hmm. It may mean like separating yourself from someone that is toxic, poisonous mm-hmm. to you, or uh, making a decision in your business that you thought you never have to make, right? It's just, there could be a number of different things. Mm-hmm. For me, it was leaving that job. It was leaving mm-hmm. that sales job. They, they uh, promoted me to one of the top floors. It was like 
level 27, looking over the city, rocked up to work every day with a suit on, had like four cups of coffee a day. I was hitting my KPI targets, reading Grant Cardone's sales books. I thought that that was it. Right. Uh, but I realized after I cast my vision, this ain't it. This isn't mm-hmm. it. I'm not there yet, right? And we never are really. Mm-mm. But uh, I, I looked at it and I realized like, man, I need to do something. And that thing was leave that job. Even though it was comfortable when I was making at the time just under maybe like $80,000, $80, I went and worked up north in the deserts of Western Australia with the environmental team in a construction site, mm-hmm. catching snakes and lizards, kangaroos in 120 degree Fahrenheit weather, 12 hour days, 28 days straight, like five days off. It just back to back, back to back for double the income mm-hmm. you know, for 140000 a year. And the reason why I did that is because I knew that I needed that money to put mm-hmm. back into my business. I knew that I needed that money to pay for trips, to go and work one-on-one with mentors, mm-hmm. to buy reading material, to join courses, to learn. Yeah. And so that was the sacrifice that I made. And ultimately, I don't think I even look at it as a sacrifice. It was like a move that I did to, to fast track my success. It was a move that so you did you, to fill the gap. To fill the gap. There you go, to get there mm-hmm. faster. Mm-hmm. Yeah, absolutely right. So yes, if you're listening now, what is that major swing? Place bets on yourself, write out your 10-year vision, get the skeleton down, come back, fill in the meat, and then add the skin later. Mm. But yeah, make it exciting. Make it fun. This is what it's yeah. about. It's, it's, it's about creating and having fun with it. Mm-hmm. Definitely. So, Joel, we're at the end of the podcast, and this is where I ask all of my, my guests to share what I call a love punch. So this is like a punchy, bold piece of advice, mantra, affirmation, whatever it is, something, a bite-sized something that is really going to kick people's asses into gear. So what is your love punch for today's episode? Oh, that's a good one. Mm -hmm. I would say if you doubted your fears instead of doubting your dreams, imagine how much in life you would accomplish. Boom. Doubt your fears. That's it. Doubt your fears. Go all in on your dreams. <laughs> Done. Done. Yeah. Thank you so much, Joel, for joining me on Love Punch. Why don't you tell our listeners how they can stalk you online? <laughs> you can stalk me at, um, at I am Joel Brown on my Instagram. Uh, you can check us out at Addicted to Success as well. That's addicted, the number two, success.com. That's the mm-hmm. website. Obviously, the Addicted to Success podcast. We have a lot of amazing guests on there. Ruby's on there. Mm-hmm. Tony Robbins is on there. Deepak Chopra, Gary Vaynerchuk, Grant Cardone, Gabby Bernstein. Uh, yeah, all the, all the fun and fancy stuff is, is on the website and the podcast. And look, you can reach out to me. I'm accessible uh, for anything around vision right now. So reach out. I'll send you a login to my vision course. Awesome. And it's a five-video breakdown uh, yeah, reach out and I'll, I'll give you a login for that. So jump on it and I'll wow, speak to that you is guys very soon. Generous. And Ruby, thank you. Thank you so much, Joel, for joining me and just providing all the deep nuggets that you shared. I mean, I feel like this is such an actionable episode that I'm excited to see what comes out from it. So to our listeners, thank you so much for joining us on today's episode of Love Punch, where I'm challenging thought leaders, influencers, and entrepreneurs like you to make a lasting impact. If you love this episode, share it with a friend. Don't forget to hit subscribe. And please reach out to me and Joel and let us know how things go with your vision, just reach out to me at I am Ruby and I will see you back here next week for a brand new episode of Love Punch.